This comes after the county announced three people in shelters have tested positive. Meals, showers, restrooms, laundry services, ADA accessibility, Wi-Fi access, and most importantly, health screens. As of today, I'm encouraged by the progress that we've made and the changes that we've made the last couple of weeks just to try stay, just to try to stay virus free. While we all deal with stay-at-home rules here in San Diego, imagine dealing with everything going on when you don't even have a home. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. Today, we'll be exploring how the crisis is impacting our homeless population. First, though, a look at some of the top coronavirus headlines for Wednesday, April 1st. Five more San Diego County residents have died from COVID-19. Those who passed away were all in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. To date, 15 San Diegans have died of the virus. There are 849 local cases. Today's numbers represent a jump of 115 cases from yesterday. The home of Comic-Con and Major League Baseball's recent winter meetings is now a homeless shelter. With all major meetings either canceled or postponed, the San Diego Convention Center took in its first homeless San Diegans today. 10 News reporter Jennifer De La Cruz tells us how it's all going to work. Today was moving day for about 400 of San Diego's homeless. They packed up their things and moved into the convention center, set to eventually house up to 1,500 people during the coronavirus outbreak. We can't fill our convention center with tourists, and we're going to make sure it is filled with hope, with progress, and with San Diegans who can put it to good use. Mayor Kevin Faulkner says they will offer the same services as the existing bridge shelters, like security, meals, showers, and health screenings. We got our first look inside today, showing beds laid out six feet apart. The first to move in were groups already in shelters, but will expand to unsheltered individuals after that. And they're hoping this is more than a temporary solution. These professionals will work to locate family, apartments, or other options to help end the cycle of homelessness for as many people as we can. In just a moment, we'll talk to the CEO of the San Diego Rescue Mission about the immense challenges currently faced by the homeless and the people trying to help. Governor Gavin Newsom announced schools will remain closed through the spring, but he said Google has stepped up with 100,000 new Internet access points to make sure students can continue their education safely at home. Google has announced thousands of Chromebooks that they'll also be making available for those that may say, well, that's wonderful. I have access to the Internet now, but I don't have anything to connect it to. Uh, And so they will be providing uh, those uh, Chromebooks in addition to providing minimum three months unlimited uh, capacity at 100 plus thousand sites throughout the state of California. This is part of several announcements made today to enhance distance learning for California students. One of the big questions a lot of people are asking, should I be wearing a protective face mask? Is that going to help keep me safer? 10 News reporter Melissa Masiha joins us now. And Melissa, you were looking into that. There's no straight answer, but uh, they're trying to get more information on it. Yeah, you know, Ben, and there still is no straight answer. It kind of depends on who you ask. But the governor, Governor Newsom, he says he is going to issue some guidelines later today. They did have a doctor speak at the news conference today saying that, yeah, it it can provide some protection. But the big message here is that it should not replace social social distancing, should not replace the stay-at-home order. And the big 
point, of course, is that it would be great if we all had masks, but we want to save those for our medical personnel and the person, people who really need those in the, in the hospitals right now as well. Yeah, and it's interesting because President Trump, he touched on this subject uh, this week. He basically said it's not a bad idea to cover your face with something. He even mentioned perhaps using a scarf. So it's not a bad idea to do something like that. Now, in regards to the face mask, he did mention that we wanted to save those for the people working in the hospitals. Keep coughing and sneezing into your elbow at the very least, and uh, we'll, we'll do the best we can. But Melissa, appreciate you joining us. Thank you. All right. See you later, Ben. Meanwhile, this one sounds like an April Fool's Day story, but it's real. An engineer is accused of intentionally trying to crash a train into the USNS Mercy Hospital ship, which is ported in Los Angeles. The Pacific Harbor Line train derailed yesterday, crashing through barriers and coming to rest 250 yards from the San Diego Bay ship. Prosecutors say engineer Eduardo Moreno intended to hit the ship, saying he thought it was suspicious. No one was hurt. Moreno faces up to 20 years in prison. Nearly 3,000 sailors from the San Diego-based USS Roosevelt will be taken off that ship. The Navy says nearly 100 of the 5,000 sailors on board have tested positive for COVID-19. Former 10 News military reporter Bob Lawrence says a ship like the Roosevelt is the perfect environment for a virus to thrive. Even though this thing is more than 1,000 feet long, when you get into the skin uh, of a ship, uh, the passageways, uh, or hallways if you will, the passageways are so narrow that Sailors coming in opposite directions have to turn sideways to pass each other. And so, and in order to get meals, you've got to go up and down ladders to get between decks, between berthing, uh, mess decks, and what have you. So there are no isolated spaces on the ship. The Roosevelt is currently docked in Guam, and the evacuated sailors will be moved into various facilities. Starting tomorrow, Florida will be under a statewide stay-at-home order. Governor Ron DeSantis was heavily criticized for consistently rejecting calls to order residents to limit activity outside their households. He reversed course today, citing the president's demeanor to explain why he was taking this step. Florida has been hit hard by the coronavirus. Nearly 7,000 people in the state have tested positive, with 84 people dying. And joining me right now is the CEO of the San Diego Rescue Mission, Donnie D. And Donnie, we just heard about how the convention center is now being used as a homeless shelter. Where does the San Diego Rescue Mission fit into all of this right now? Yeah, well, we are a faith-based 12-month rehabilitation program. That's what we do primarily. We have 366 beds, and 300 of those beds are used for the 12-month program. We do have 60 beds that we consider emergency shelter just for women and children. And as of today, uh, because of safety reasons, uh, we have uh, turned all of our guests in the emergency shelter over to the Golden Hall facility because the Golden Hall facility can provide care 24 hours a day. Our emergency shelter is only from 7 at night to 7 in the morning. And we were becoming increasingly concerned about our guests as they leave each day and go out on the streets and um, not sure where they were going and, and uh, just needed to pay more attention to them. And, and the Golden Hall facility is now able to do that. You've been on the front lines of the homelessness issue in San Diego. It's already been something that uh, you know we've been grappling with for a long time now. With the coronavirus added to the mix, what are you seeing in terms of, of how – uh, potentially devastating the situation could be locally? Well, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of concern and fear, uh, not just by 
those of us that are in essential services, but I think for everybody that lives in the county, I'm not quite sure how long this is going to last and what the impact's going to have, uh, not only uh, medically and from a health standpoint, but from a financial standpoint, from an economical standpoint, from a business standpoint, an education standpoint. Um, it's one of the few things in my lifetime that has impacted every sector of the world and and uh, and every every place in the world. And so obviously we're all concerned and, and I think uh, there's a lot more people praying because um, we've, we as Americans have had this illusion of control and, and now we don't have control <laughs> and you're just left with your own thoughts and concerns and emotions. And I, I think that's a, a great recipe for prayer. Um, I think at the mission, we've been trying to do the best that we can given the circumstances. Uh, we've been trying to stay ahead of it. On March 13th, we told all of our 250 plus students that are in our 12 month program that you can't leave the building. And that was hard. That was really hard. But we said for your own health and for your own good and for your own future, you just can't take a chance that, that you would go out and, and somehow contract the virus and then bring that back to a community population where we're living in dorms and, and have lots of uh, group meetings. So. Uh, it's been two and a half weeks, and uh, they've they've had a good attitude. Our staff are stretched thin, but uh, as of today, I'm encouraged by the progress that we've made and the changes that we've made the last couple of weeks, just to try stay just to try to stay virus free. The buzz phrase, of course, right now is social distancing, and and that's hard for many of us to do who have homes that that we can stay at or go home to at night if we're still working. I can't even imagine how difficult that must be for people uh, who are together in a shelter situation or, as you said, uh, keeping them inside at a, a San Diego rescue mission. What's that been like? Well, it's been a challenge. So we have uh, had to figure out other ways to do our spiritual training. We used to do devotions in the morning, 250 people in a room together. We do chapels where churches would come in on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. We don't do any of those anymore, at least not right now. We'll begin to pick those up again uh, in a month after the shelter in is lifted. But uh, we're, we're, we're doing things in smaller groups. Uh, we have uh, spread our students out among some empty rooms where, where we didn't have students right now and just trying to do a better job of spacing in the cafeteria and, and only four people in an elevator at a time. We've got pretty decent sized elevators. Uh, just doing some things like that with our staff and our students to try to practice social distancing, not only outside the facility with our staff, but inside the facility with our students. I know feeding the homeless uh, is a big part of what the rescue mission is all about. Uh, compare what you do on a regular basis to what is going on right now with your partners for Hunger Relief Program. Yeah, we uh, have this collaboration that was established uh, several years ago with uh, Feeding San Diego and the San Diego Food Bank, and we're one of the partners that sit at the table with them. And we have an effort every day to go out and pick up food that is um, not able to be used by restaurants or Costco or Amazon. Sometimes they're moot, uh, meats and vegetables. Sometimes they're uh, dry goods, but um, pretty proud of uh, just what the community has been able to put together because we're helping hundreds and hundreds of people every day by repurposing this food. I know that last week, just at our warehouse facility in City Heights, we gave out 62,000 pounds of food to uh, 20 to 30 different agencies that are also in similar uh, ministries and similar work. 
so that they could feed their population. And just amazing to see the hotels, the restaurants, um, businesses, um, a number of other vendors that are contributing food that they're not able to use so that now we can help other people uh, with the excess. I've been asking this question a lot, but I, I keep hearing it from people, and I think it's important. Um, if you want to help and you uh, uh, believe in what the rescue mission is doing, what's the best way for, for people at home to lend a hand when it might not be possible for them to literally lend a hand right now? Yeah, I appreciate that question, and I appreciate you getting the word out and help us to tell the story. These are trying times, but there are still people with need, and I think the best thing you could do if you're at home is to go to our website. Our development team has put together a list of some ways that people can still be involved. Even though we don't have volunteers in our facility right now uh, because we're on lockdown, there are other ways that you can be involved financially, prayerfully. We still need dry goods more than anything else, cereals and power bars and waters and paper towels. We still need cleaning um, supplies and we need hygiene supplies. Those are just a few of the things that you'll find on our website. Uh, and all of those can be shipped right to 120 Elm Street. And, uh, and we'll, we promise to put those to good use. And you'll help us uh, during this trying time. Uh, the website is sdrescue.org uh, slash donate if you want to check it out. Uh, he is Donnie D, the CEO of the San Diego Rescue Mission. Donnie, uh, best of luck to you. Doing uh, great work. Appreciate your time with us today. Thank you, sir. Finally, it's my goal to wrap up our podcast with a little good news, even if it may seem hard to come by at times. Singer-songwriter Lizzo is sending meals to hospital staff around the country as a thank you for their service. She also sent a message to the team at Scripps Medical in La Jolla. I just wanted to say thank you so much for working so hard for us. Um, I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And so you know the world does. We all watch and we all pray for you. We all so thankful for you. Nurses at Scripps recorded a video for Lizzo saying thank you for sending love to our team. 10 News is tracking the number of coronavirus cases in San Diego County. Just go to 10news.com and click on our local COVID tracker. There you can find the breakdown of local cases by age and gender. You can also see the geographic location using our interactive map. We also have a list of resources, including how you can help those in need of supplies and how to identify coronavirus symptoms. Just go to 10news.com or download our free 10 News mobile app. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins. And remember, we're all in this together. 